Bowtech Archery prides themselves on offering a bow for everyone. Whether you have a short draw length, a long draw length, pull 70 pounds or 40 pounds, you're a bow hunter or a target archer, they offer a bow that can be customized to fit your body type. On top of that, their deadlock technology allows you to fine-tune your aeroflight. Visit BowTechArchery.com and check out the SR350 and the CP28. Bowtech Archery, refuse to follow. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water, where Mike is sober and Nate's here. Well, how come you didn't say podcast then <laughs> if you're sober? Just saying. Missouri Woods and Water podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast. You are, you are sober. I will say that. I'll give you that. Yep. Still recovering. <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed last week's show. Yeah, it was a little different than what we normally put out, but uh, hopefully you guys had a good time with it. I know I did. I did too. Because it sounded uh, like you were a little worried about me during, like, because I obviously during the show, yeah, I listened back to it and I was like, eh, he's kind of nervous. I was, I mean, <laughs> first off, and I, I'm not saying like I'm, you know, I don't care these, but you dropped the F word like four billion times, right? So I'm like, okay, is he like, is he good? And you know, stuff happened during the show. <laughs> I got a little wordy. <laughs> Well, and it's funny because uh, you got excited about everything. Like, I did. You're like, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, really excited. Yeah. I was having a good time. You, uh, it's just uh, I haven't seen you that um, inebriated yeah. in a long time. I haven't been that. So I kind of forgot how time. you are that way. Like you've probably never seen me that drunk. Yeah, probably like not. That. I don't remember the last time I was that inebriated. No. So you were on the mountain. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, it happens. But. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, we actually say this in the show today with our guests. Uh, I was actually, we actually thought about not putting that show out. Yeah, you were a little nervous I was about little, it. Like, I don't want Mike, you know, is, it, is he cool with it? And you're like, do it. Yep, let's go. Yeah, so anyway, uh, we're back home. We are gearing up for deer season. Today is actually opening day of deer season in Missouri. Yep, that's so, when we're recording. Good luck to all our fellow Missourians. Hope they kill some shit. Uh, looking forward to seeing. Uh, this is the one nice thing about social media coming up. I get to see pictures yeah. of deer. I'm sure if we got on even tonight, then I'm sure somebody's got something down in Missouri. So hopefully, hopefully, I know we uh, we've talked to several of our friends that are are going to be out there. So good luck to everybody. This will come out uh, a couple days after the season starts. But man, hotter. Than hell today i know that much i'm not getting too anxious yet i'm gonna wait till it cools down a little bit before i make my first entry my daughter had a softball game tonight so ain't like you were going anyways wasn't going anyways yeah so uh but who do we got on today man we've got the o2 podcast yep andrew months paul campbell with the o2 podcast knowing them since they started their show yeah. Uh, friends of ours. They just celebrated their 50th episode, actually. They did. Celebration. So go hop on and give them a congratulations on that. Um, I think their 50th show was with Giannis Patelis. Yep, from the Meat Eater. Yeah, so, so good person to, to have on that 50th show, too. Um, anyway, Andrew and Paul come on to talk about season goals, 
Yeah, we did some, you know, not really hopes and dreams, but yeah, we did some BS and it kind of just went in all sorts of different directions. So they actually got some more information out of us about our trip, you know, some more behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. So if you're curious more about (laughs) our elk trip, there's some more information in there. Um, But it's a good show. We talk about gear. We talk about some goals they've got, some stuff they're going to be doing this year, some really cool hunts they're going to be going on. Yeah, they get, they got, they kind of just do things a little different up there. So that hearing about that was pretty neat. Yeah, that was, especially like the, the um, lotteries that you yeah, can like get the into. Lotteries. That was pretty cool. If I ever need to win something, I'm going to have Paul do it. Because sounds like he's a lucky. Because seems like he's bitch. luckier than Andrew. Yeah, so sounds like it. So go that way, but. Let's talk about these sponsors. We will. We will do that. Uh, funny because this comes up uh, in the I don't remember if we talked about this in the nah, show or not. A, but that was after the show. Let's talk about Camo Fire. Yeah. I didn't, I'm going to get on it just because Andrew likes that, so I'm going to do it for him. Just so it's – Because no one's going to see this by then, but, dude, there's some Reinhardt targets. I do love me a Reinhardt target. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I need to – I'd like to get that bear. Twenty percent off. We got some bow. We got target. A bunch of bow stuff. Bunch you know, of broadheads. Bunch of archery sights, stuff. All kinds of different things for your bow needs. It is eleven o'clock here, so, so this is probably, still yesterday's. Yeah, about ready to end. But so yeah. check them out. Camelfire.com. Sister company Black Ovis. Um. We, I don't know if they have it yet, but we are. We use some of their merino wool. Yeah, they're testing. I, I talked about this last week too. Yeah, it's a new. I guess it's a new blend or something. He did. I, I forgot I don't know. what the. I don't know. He said, but, but it was that, awesome. Yeah, no, it worked great, and that was actually the first time I've really been running merino, and I get what all the hype is about. It's freaking so, nice, man. Like yeah. you can sweat your ass off, take your pack off, and five minutes later you're. And it's not you're not sweating your ass off because you have on an extra layer. Right. You're sweating your ass off because it's just hot outside. Yeah, and it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen either way, but it does do a really good job of waking that way, and it lets that outerwear, you know, because well, we run Huntworth, and their outerwear, what what type of material? I'm polyester. Having, yeah, it's like a polyester. So, so then it gets on that, so it cools you very quickly, and it dries very fast. So, yeah, go get on. Check out some of that stuff. Yeah, blackovis.com. Use the code MWW10 for 10% off. Yep. Alps Outdoors. Use the code Woods and Water, Woods Water, for 30% off. Yep. We used um, a bunch of their stuff out west. So we're big fans of Alps Outdoors. Uh, I, I will call our contact there and complain about one thing. What's that? They got to stop making cots that are so big. <laughs> that cot had n- no effect on you whatsoever. I felt like you you just owned the entire tent. That is not true. It was huge. It did fine. You you rolled over three times before you got to the edge. I watched you do it. I wasn't mad about it. I was super comfortable in that cot I used. So I appreciate it. Yeah, it was it was it's nice. Yeah. I will say that. Thank you, Kyle. Check them out, Alpsbrands.com. Uh Zamberland Boots. I will say it this time. Can't say enough good things about them. Yep. All three of us ran our Zambaland boots out west. They did amazing. Uh, no complaints on my front. So, no. And uh, I actually, it's funny because I have two pairs. Uh, I bought another pair recently, and I, I used them both out there. And I kind of mm-hmm. like, I would use one pair one day, and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to put on my Crestas today. And then I'd put on my Lynxes the next day. And like, just mm-hmm. try to like put them up against each other. I'd wear the same pair of socks, like, 
right you know into each boot because uh, i also run merino wool socks mm-hmm. anyway so <clears throat> i initially wasn't the biggest fan of my boa system on my lynxes right lynx boots i knew you had a little bit of uh reservations on them you know whatever but i've out there you fell in love with them that boa system i'm like shit dude like uh now i get it right it was um I if I were picking like if I had to pick for the listener if I had to pick between my Crestas and my Lynxes out west as they sat it is a very close race but I th- almost think the Lynx win really yeah nice yeah I I really liked them so y'all need to check them out zamberlandusa.com Huntworth Gear uh, another st- another company we wore out there every single day mm-hmm. performed Awesome. Yeah, everything worked fine. I only have one complaint. What's that? <laughs> I keep saying complaint. Um, I sat on a bunch of sappy ass trees. <laughs> yeah, some sap, dude. I think everybody did. Yeah, I got like, sap on my back. Can't get it off my damn pants. <laughs> yeah, I got sap on my backpack. I got sap on myself. Yeah, it, I don't. I don't remember sap <laughs> like like I did right. this year. There's a lot of sap. Around. Yeah, I washed my when I got home. When we got home. I washed my pants three different times and. My pants, my uh, disruption pants, dude, it just looks like something died on my ass. <laughs> uh, nothing, but that has nothing to do with hunting. Has nothing to do with the actual <laughs> pants, no. no. But love them. Check them out, huntworthgear.com. Yep, they were great. Use the code MWW15 for 15% off uh, because, you know, maybe you don't have your late later season, mid-season stuff ready to go. Um, now's a good time to get going. Plus, they got their heat boost out now. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you guys, if you guys plan on doing some hunting in some serious cold weather, you really need to consider that because it is top-notch. And consider that damn gator. I have never worn a gator in my life. I have said it before, but the neck is the body's radiator. <laughs> you have said that. Because it's factual. If you keep your neck warm, your body is going to stay a lot warmer. I'll give it to you. Um, when we were getting our stuff, I I wasn't going to get a gator. Mm-hmm. And you're like, dude, get a gator. Yeah. I'm like, I won't wear it. No, get a damn gator. Yeah. So I put that, uh, it's, you know, got that, it's Sherpa lined and all that. So I put that gator on and then I'd have my um, beanie. beanie on. And it's just like, holy hell. Yeah. You stay low. Well, this is nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I good call on that. I know what I'm talking about. And uh, finally, our buddy Dustin with Habitat, Habitat works. works. Yeah. Actually, just watched a video. He killed it. He just chopped down a bunch of cedars, just making the world a better place. <laughs> I bet it smells good where he's at. Probably so. So, um, you know, Dustin obviously does stuff like timber stand improvement, um, prescribed fires this time of year. Um, if you're, you know, working on a hunting property, it can be tricky, right? Like, what do you... What do you want to get accomplished? It's a great time to call him, though, and just ask some of those questions. Yeah. Um, give him a call, 816-752-7390. Uh, you can also search him on ha- Facebook or Instagram on Habitat Works and check out what he's doing. His Instagram, he does a lot of good like stories and videos that mm-hmm. I like watching. Yeah, let's put, put lots of good stuff If you're stuff curious if a man knows what he's talking about, wait till he starts talking about it. You can tell. <laughs> He knows what he's talking about. Yes, he does. And you can save yourself 15% by mentioning this. 
So Michigan us. Yeah. yeah. Michigan us. Um, anyway, yeah, that's that's the sponsors. Andrew and Paul with the O2 podcast. Sit back and enjoy. You know, it's just a it's a it was like we were right here in studio together. No, it was a really good a lot one. of good a lot of fun. They do a great job over the O2 podcast. They're one of the shows I listen to, um, I guess I'll say religiously. That's the only word I know how to say. I, I listen to them almost, Reg, you know, reg, regularly. regularly. There you go. Uh, sometimes I miss a week and then I got to catch up the next week, but I, I catch them all. Um, they do a great job over there. Um, and you should check them out too at the O2 podcast. They're on our network or check them out on their own feed and then uh, search them on the social medias. Ready to do it? Let's do it. All right, let's listen to it. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. Thanks for the pause. All right, with us tonight, we got Andrew Munts and Paul Campbell with the O2 Podcast. Fellas, what's up? Hey man, living, thanks for having us on the show. Appreciate living the it. dream. Uh, we're me and Mike are super excited about having you on. We are also like crossing our fingers because when I listen to Andrew and Paul, and we've done a show with you guys before. Like we we came on your show with some of the guys on the network. We did the, yeah, we did the roundtable, man. This yeah, is probably, what, November of last year, and uh, you know. That type of stuff can get out of hand fast. When you got that many people on a podcast, it's hard to keep everybody oh, yeah. in line. Yeah. It gets wild, man. It was it, fun, though. It yeah. was. So I'm just kind of like sitting here crossing my fingers because I, I really don't know where this is going to go. That's why we're going to kind of keep it open. Yeah. In general. Andrew, Andrew's three beers deep. I'm two beers deep. So we're pretty mellow oh, right now. So. No Rittenhouse whiskey, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't, I didn't hear. Before we lose all of your listeners, I got to show you this thing real quick. My wife got me this for for my birthday, and it's like she said I got everything, so she had to find something I didn't have. It's this like can koozie thing that you can take and turn into like a beer bong out of nowhere. <laughs> so if the show gets like real stale, we'll just, just go that route, all right? Just start hammering beers. Idea. Like I, like I said, it. on the on the mountain, that Rittenhouse whiskey did did him just fine. I need to listen to this episode. It was Andrew gold. was telling me it about it. It was gold. You know what's funny about that, Andrew? Uh, which our listeners are going to hear this. I actually thought about not releasing it. Yeah, he was giving me a bunch of crap. Well, to be honest, I don't remember <laughs> the podcast of that much. <laughs> you know, he, he okay, we woke great. up and he's like, "Dude, are are you okay?" And honestly, I felt okay. You know, you know, I, I didn't really have a hangover, which was surprising because I hear you know if you drink up in uh, high altitude, it really messes you up. But I was fine. But he's like, dude, I, I don't know. I think you need to listen back and uh, see if you want me to release. I'm like, dude, I don't care. I'm like, what did I? I mean, what did I say that was so bad? He's like, dude, you dropped the f bomb like 15 times. I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fuck, man. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's do this. Here we are. Yeah. Let's put a counter in the. And bottom. that's 30 seconds in. But yeah. So. You yeah, are so, the, the first people to hear that. I actually thought about not pulling the trigger on that episode. But we've actually gotten quite a few compliments on that, that, yeah. that episode. Some, yeah, yeah. some of our buddies. So There's a lot to that. And like when I'm listening to it, I'm like, this is this is deer, elk camp, whatever. Totally relatable. And um, we actually have had a couple episodes. We've got one in the hopper right now that we're considering not, not dropping. But it is very funny. 
if you can get past some of the uh, immaturity the four, oh, it was, 14 year old boys it was hilarious there's were, the, the picture we're going to send you for the show of him this guy is looking like lovingly into a slice of pizza and he is just is drunk is sweaty face <laughs> completely gone and and we're trying to have like a serious conversation right with the wisconsin dnr whoever it is. there's, there's 100 ruse. yeah there's 150 and i look over and he's over here just deep throating a slice of pizza <laughs> can't do this i hadn't had a, i hadn't had a carb in six weeks all right lay off me lay off funny. so that should give you like the the confirmation that you're looking for that you need to release that show because yeah. if if I wouldn't have released our last week's show from our, our elk trip recap, I think I called it tag soup or some shit. Um, people wouldn't have. And, and I think you're right, Andrew, like it's relatable people that go to deer camp or that, uh, you know, go out West or just any type of, you know, Turkey hunting, any of that stuff. That's what goes on. Like people enjoy themselves. They have a good time. I was just straight up worried for Micah's safety at one point. <laughs> the best, the best part is when you're like, and he's gone, and then like <laughs> minutes later, you're like, and he's back. <laughs> I would just kind of go on a little walkabouts for a minute. He would wander off. We started with five, and now we're down to three and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next, the next morning after you you smash this entire bottle of, of, of bourbon, Micah, did you have to walk? like to elk hunt or were you guys done we, no, were, we done. were done that was yeah. the that was the last evening that we were there we were waking up and then we were you know picking up camp and heading out so yeah i if i was uh if i knew i was hunting the next day i'd probably wouldn't hit it as hard as i did as hard being the yeah well i mean you don't hear it in the show but me pat and andy actually drank the night before and killed another bottle of whiskey no, we talk about it in the show. Oh, we did. Yeah, I don't remember you just that. don't remember. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so we. But I mean, three bottle or a bottle of whiskey between three guys. You know, it's not that much. So, uh, you know, Good just for you guys. Yeah, I know you guys just just recap that whole show, but that sounded like a sweet, sweet event. Except for you, Nate. What? How many days in a row did you go without seeing anything? I saw an elk on my first day, and that was the last time. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it was it, a you got pretty close. Uh yeah, day one. I mean, I, I, him and I were together. Yeah. Um, he was further away than I was from the elk, but I would say I was forty yards from her, and I, 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 I drew my bow. I had no chance at a shot. Um, but that was the only elk I saw the entire trip. So for me, it it freaking sucked. Which now, I like, mean, and Micah I saw some elk uh, outside of me because we didn't hunt together every day. So like the group itself saw a decent number of elk. Um, Andy probably saw the most elk, honestly. Uh, yeah, Andy did just because like that last day he, he saw the, the three, I never saw those three. Um, so he was up like three or four on me. Yeah. So, but between us, we were the ones that saw the most. Actually, I don't know. I don't know how many Pat or not Pat, but, uh, Russell and Brandon ended up seeing. Oh, Hey, and you guys are going to be the first ones to hear this. I think we say in the show. Hope we don't have any more problems going home. Oh no! Because then you know we're gonna miss it because we we recording now. Take out another husky? Uh, nope, we didn't take another husky. <laughs> All dogs were safe. All dogs were safe, but Roger's truck just was just freaking got hotter and shit. We had to stop three times going up the pass to get out of there. It kept on overheating. Uh, we got home. We actually got home at six a.m. Oh Central God. time. That yeah, next we morning. we left our camp at, at nine a.m. Yeah, nine a.m. Yeah. 
Did that, did this happened through Kansas. Did you guys drive through Kansas? No, Ooh. it happened in Colorado. Yeah, oh. but it was, uh, it was going up the pass. We went a different way than we normally do, and uh, I can't even what, what's that pass called? The Gunnison Pass or something? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. But it, you go through Gunnison, and which is absolutely gorgeous. It is. If you guys ever get a chance to go up there and go that area, check it out. It's just it's a very very scenic route. And but anyways, anytime that truck was going uphill, it would just slowly the temperature would just rise and rise. So we'd have to stop for a while, let it cool down. But once we got to where everything was pretty much flat, we didn't have any issues right. going forward. So we went yeah, through that's stressful as hell. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's stressful. It, as it hell. was. It sucked. And then you know we're all in a bad mood because we didn't kill anything, and uh, you know all that shit. So, but. It was funny because we actually went a di- like Micah said we went a different route so I think we took fifty highway yeah U S fifty through eastern Colorado and that shit and we got through like we we got to this spot in Colorado I don't know where we were really I didn't really care just you couldn't see any I mean there was nothing for miles upon miles and then we, we were driving and we see this huge facility and it's a it's a prison. And we're like, oh, look, a prison. Well, that's a good idea. There's nothing out here. To, I mean, even if you got away, where the fuck would you go? Like, there's right. nothing. And then, so we're like, all right, keep going. Five miles later, a big weed farm. Okay, that's cool. And then five miles later, another freaking prison. Yeah, we, we passed like four <laughs> or five prisons on the way home. I didn't realize there was that many over in Colorado. Yeah. So, not to completely derail all this, but that's weird. You guys had the overheating issues because I was – Listening to, on the Sportsman's Empire is uh, John from Oklahoma. Yeah. And he just went out to Nebraska, and, like, that was his thing. When he drove out there, I think through Kansas, like, he kept overheating his car. Really? I don't I don't know. Is that just randomly? It's just, like, it seems like that shit happens at the worst times. Like, yeah. we're, we're... So you know a dog jumps out in front of your car, <laughs> and it just blasted. <laughs> that poor dog. Like, it was a poof. Just gone. I, I, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys were. I thought you guys were coyote hunting and accidentally shot a husky. That's what I thought. It. That's what oh, I no, thought. No. It yeah, you. I guess you I, didn't you listen. To the show. I, okay, I feel relieved. I thought this was like uh, like collateral damage on a coyote hunt. No, <laughs> no, we literally hit a a husky on I on the Eisenhower Pass. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of questioning this. If you can identify what kind of dog it was. Well, well. To be fair, to be fair, some bitch fucked a. We watched the fucker roll for twenty minutes after he got hit. Like we feel real bad about it. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it wrong. We feel bad, but we're you know we're just kind of laughing about it. Up in your grill or no? It 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 hit what I never even saw the dog. All I saw was the two cars in front of us slam on their brakes. And I'm like, Andy, 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 cause I'm in the back seat. So I'm just looking at him and he locks up all eight tires, you know, cause we had the trailer and everything. He locks them up. And then all of a sudden I hear, Boof, and you, I look out the window, you know, to my right. And there's just clouds <laughs> of fur just filling up the window. I'm like, what just happened? And Pat's like, did he just hit a coyote? And then some other guy was like, no, that was a Husky man. <laughs> We're like, what just happened? Uh, it, it was crazy. Yeah, but you, you, you killed months, so yeah. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be Micah from that uh, last episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. I mean, it was we always seem to have something happen yes. on the on the trip. I mean, you know, there's eight of us going out there, uh, and there's two trucks with trailers on them, and something's bound to go wrong like at some point. Freaking yeah. tires last year and. Dogs hitting a dog this year. 
if you if you didn't have any issues going back, you'd be you'd be like, okay, what what's what's going on? There's something something not right about this. Exactly. So. And the bullshit about it is, Roger's truck is what 17 years old. Okay. Never had an issue. And okay, now it's gonna have an issue like this year. Yeah. You know, we could, today we decided today's the day it's gonna go down here. Yeah. And and there's nothing you can do about it because it was his turbo, so it's not like you can like service the turbo. Right. I don't know. Maybe you can, but I don't know about it. And it just happened to basically what happened was I'm pretty sure his turbo got stuck mostly closed, the veins in the turbo. And when that happens, you lose a lot of power because you don't have turbo anymore. Yeah, so, your so you get hot. Yeah, your motor's starting to work harder than it normally has to, which, you know, just causes everything to heat up. So, yeah. yeah. No bueno. Well, I'm glad you boys made it. So, 12 minutes in. Yeah. 12 minutes. It's a good uh, 12 minutes. It was a good 12 minutes. You got to listen yeah. to that show, Paul. That would make a lot of things clear for you. Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, he was telling me, Munson was telling me about it today, and I'm like, damn, I got I to gotta listen to it, and I just didn't, didn't get a chance to. It, it really su- sucks being the guy that doesn't drink. Cause then I gotta like feel like I'm, you know, babysitting. Cause don't get it, don't get it twisted. Andy and Pat were also drunk. They just did. They were not as bad. They were drinking beer. They were drinking beer. They were having themselves a good time too. Andy had a little bit of that written house. He, not he much, had one. But, yeah. Uh, you know. So I had to. I felt like I had to babysit everybody. You know. I was just kind of like the. No, the, I get the it. Goalie. It's never. Be, it's never fun being the sober guy. <laughs> So are you camp mom? Is that what you're saying? Or dad? <laughs> Something. I I wish I could drink with you just boys can't anymore. Escape the dad roll, can you? No, 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 it's it's just with me forever. There Let's talk about deers. Yeah. It's deer, deer season, deer. man. It's, it's deers hunting. Yeah. Uh we're getting close. The, today we're recording this actually the day Missouri opens their archery season. So September fifteenth, we're recording with Paul and Andrew. Uh this won't come out until I don't know. Six days from today, whatever that is, five days from today. So, uh, we're just going to talk about like our season. Uh, well, they're going to talk about, and we're going to kind of, we're going to try to make this like we're sitting here in a group, just all together, just having a good time. We're going to talk about our season goals, what we're looking to do this year, you know, um, some hopes, like maybe there's some shooters you guys are after that, uh, you know, you're kind of hoping to catch up with, that sort of stuff. We might even get into gear, just all kinds of shit. Yeah, I'm ready, man. But yeah, uh, we open up September 24th. This is either going to be a really long show or it's going to end in like five minutes. So. Ah, we'll be all right. <laughs> but just for the awesome. listeners that don't know, what state are you guys out of? Yeah, uh, we we both live in, in Ohio, so we're we're in both in the same town, uh, uh, central central east Ohio. Yeah, and Big I didn't deer country out here. Yeah, y'all got some good ones. Yeah, out there. we do. I, I didn't do a very good job of introducing, but Andrew and Paul are the co-hosts of the O2 podcast, which is on our uh, Sportsman's Empire Network as well. If y'all listeners don't listen to them, you should. Um, they're a, Thank uh, you. I feel like they're very very relatable to, to us and what we do on their side over in Ohio. You gave us all those accolades when we started, but, man, like I'm not going to lie. When, when I first started getting into the Sportsman, at that time, Nation, Sportsman Nation, uh-huh. You guys were one of those shows I was like, I'm not going to miss. I, I found it very, like I said before, relatable but hilarious, like the banter back and forth. So, yeah. like, these, I could party with these guys. Oh, we yeah. Could, yeah, we could definitely drink some beer together for sure. I, I think the, 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 thing with, the thing with our show is we're not, we're not, like, really good hunters. You know, we're not, like, experts in literally anything. And we don't act like it, you yeah. know. And uh, we just... 
I, I think with with the, the people that we meet and that have come on our show, man, I, I think we ask the questions and it comes from a place of learning. Like we really want to know, you know yeah. what these guys have done to be successful and what they're doing and and just learn, right? You know, it's just like uh, I haven't deer hunted seriously. I know this is going to sound insane to a ton of people, but in like five or six years, honestly, I got burnt out with it. Um, I got I got sucked into that pit, man, where you're like – you're watching shit on YouTube, right? And you're watching you're watching guys that that are managing, you know, 2,000, 3,000 acre farms and they're putting a ton of work, a ton of money and effort into it and I'm hunting like a public land piece in Ohio with 15 other people. And I'm like, well, "Why am I not shooting big deer like that?" you know? And it's just right. like after a while it just wore on me, you know? And, and I just I I got tired of it and uh still turkey hunting, that's my favorite thing to do. And then I started duck hunting, I started waterfowl hunting yep. and uh Really started to enjoy that, but this this guy next to me, man, he he's got me fired up for this deer season. Yeah, and that, that's part of the reason that we work well. Like Paul is mostly into birds; he's kind of bird brained, and then I do uh, most well. My most of my time is spent with whitetail stuff, so yeah. But I'll go out with him and, and muddle around in the woods for turkeys too. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it though, man. Like I, I'll, I'll be honest, I put I put more effort into into my deer hunting. And you know preseason scouting and prep and practice and 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 getting the gear ready and than I than I ever have you know so I think I think my my expectations of I've as I've gotten older and I've been hunting more you know I'm I'm like I've got kids you know I got a 19 year old son who I who I've he grew up hunting and I'm getting him into it I've got two little girls and I'm trying to get into it so my expectations of like success I think have changed. You know they're di- way different than they were in my mid twenties. You know my mid twenties. You know, all, all we want to do is is drink beer, and chase women, and and, sh- and like try to find giant deer, right? Like that's yeah. it. And it's it's definitely changed for me, I guess, at this point. Almost forty years old, but yeah. And I guy, I think man. that like and that's how we we run our show too is just like you said, Paul. We're not expert hunters, and I think that is what makes shows like ours semi-relatable to people yeah none of us are pretending to be something we're not now i'm not saying i'm a bad hunter and maybe i am but i I think we have gotten better and better and better as time goes on in in anything that you do and then you get to talk to some of the smartest freaking people yeah there are about stuff and then you use it but you know i think that's what makes stuff semi-successful is when you um stay stay true to what you are you know i i i know i'm not the best hunter in the room so i'm not gonna walk around peacocking like i am right and um i think that comes through in your guys' show and and ours too uh hopefully um and even you know there's some you guys are pretty good with the with the shooting the coyotes man give you the self little credit there we have have fun doing it we have fun doing it but that we gotta give that credit to andy andy's definitely more of a killer on the coyote front than we are but i mean we have a lot of a lot of fun going out there and trying to get it done. That's for sure. And you get some cool guns out of the deal, right? We do have some cool guns. We, we got a few. I watched the I, video. I will just. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and calibrate you. You got. You remember calibrate, Andrew? Calibrate. Oh yeah. Calibrate. My wife walked back in the door five minutes ago. So you don't have any guns. I don't have any guns. No new ones. No new ones. No new ones. No. They're all old. They're all over a month old, so they're not new anymore. They all belong to Micah. There you go. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's what me and Paul do. No, I'm just, I'm just holding this for him. It's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Hell yeah. And, uh, you know, like I met um, Michael, Michael Waddell 
a couple months ago mm-hmm. at a, a sportsman's expo show uh in in Kansas City and I took my son to it and Waddell was there and you know he's one of the biggest names in the industry and I thought you know I've never never talked to him never done anything to know who he is but you you get this sense like oh that he probably is too big for like too big for me you know too big for his britches and you know he he thinks he's something that had to be one of the most down-to-earth people i've ever met in my life you would not have known he was michael waddell had you not known he was him you know that makes sense it does and uh it's it's cool like some of the big names in the industry we don't talk to all of them but the ones we have talked to seem like they're similar to we are like we're just learning we just happen to become something you know in this industry and it's uh it's cool to talk to those folks because they're learning right along with all of us and our listeners at the same time when they're doing stuff like this or when they're out hunting they just happen to you know right be who they are yeah well, like when it comes to like hunting i feel like you can go to any bar in the united states and if there's a hunter there and you're there more than likely you too will get along like you can't do that with like sports and stuff like nah, that because nah. one of you like a different team or something like that. But if there's another hunter and just that community itself, I'm, you know, it, it's just a lot easier to click with those type of people in my experiences. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like you walk into a bar and you're 10 States away and you see some dude wearing, you know, a mossy oak hat or whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what hat it is. I'm just like, We'll talk to that guy. Yeah. And I, I did this just recently with, I was standing in line trying to drop my daughter off at school and this guy comes up and he's got a camo hat on. I'm like, Hey man, do you want? He's like, Oh no, it's just a free hat. And I was like, uh, <laughs> idiot <laughs> nerd. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's funny though. You do kind of gravitate, even though you don't know him, sometimes you'll gravitate to the person that's a hunter in a, a, a group or like, have you ever overheard other people having a conversation about <laughs> You're hunting? like, Hey, I gotta get in on and this. You kind of like creep closer. And you're like, oh, I'm going to say something here. No, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. And then yeah. you finally, like, inject yourself into their conversation, and then two hours later you're talking to them. Yeah, your best friend. like, that turkey's gobbling how many times? <laughs> oh, excuse me, what did you just say, sir? I was at the gym today, and at 4 o'clock every day, my, uh, my cell cam comes through with pictures. So me and this one guy, we always have to go and, and be like, 4 o'clock. It, everybody else, time out. Like, we're, we're going to take a look we'll at these pics. And, of course, it was just squirrels today. <laughs> sure. Sure, it, it's fine. And non-hunters are like those guys are idiots. Yeah, losers. Yeah. So let's talk. Let's talk about this year. Uh, what's some of like your what's some of your goals that you got for yourselves? I mean, you guys hunting the same properties you've been hunting for a while. You got new places. Uh, what have you kind of been gearing up for? Dive into it. You've got all the fun stuff. Oh shit, uh, Andrew's hoarding everything, huh? No, he's got all the good Paul, primo private right, land. We're going to start this off with Paul's been the luckiest SOB on the face of the earth the last couple months. It started down at Go Wild when he won a bear bow. Uh, bear archery bow. Bear, bear archery bow for shooting fine. some 130-yard shot across a pond. He's, he always tells me how he's the worst bow hunter in the world, and then he shoots this elk, bedded elk target 130 yards across a pond. I'm like, on the first shot. First shot. It was 134. Andrew. I mean, calibrate. <laughs> F you, Paul. Nice. Okay. Nice. Ringer. And uh, and then he goes out and wins a couple of these. We have state lotteries. I don't know if you guys have those, but throw your name in the hat and they'll pull you out. And he won a couple really nice ones. Yeah, I, I won a two a two week like 
peak of the rut archery hunt and a uh like an area park. that I turkey hunted last yeah. spring that was full of deer. Yeah. All I saw were deer out there. There's white tails everywhere. So I'm like, dude, you just hit the lottery on that one. And not to mention he won three lotteries in that drawing and I won zero. Yeah. <laughs> so control- Andrew's got so my kind of luck. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. The controlled hunts, like it doesn't count to my overall state total. Yeah. So while I'm there, if I, I have to kill an antlerless deer first, mm-hmm. then it's game on. Like I can kill as many deer as I want to. That's it's, crazy. In the, it's in the DSA, the, the the disease surveillance area. So I mean, there's some CWD, you know, concerns up there. So that's why they're you know they're doing that at the state. But yeah, I want two of those hunts. Uh, so. so in Ohio, we've got like a three uh, county area that we call the DSA. They have found CWD there. Uh, they're just trying to, I guess, quarantine it in that in that zone. They're trying they to kill all your deer. Open. That's what they're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I've dealt with this. Yeah. You can okay. shoot as many as as many as you want. Yeah. The uh, uh, they actually opened that one here last weekend, so September 10th, yeah. which was really early because we're always that like last Saturday in September. Uh, so the rest day. of the state is September 24th. But so for me, I've got um, a county park that we have that I live in. It's just. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm sure there's not a whole lot of it. Well, maybe there's some Ohio people listening to this, but somebody leads me into this idea that there's, uh, uh, if I get a hold of the, the county parks district, they have a couple properties, 150 acres each. They're basically biological research area type of thing. They don't let anybody out there unless you have a permit. And if you go in on, you know, whatever date, you can sign up to get into this zone. So I was actually like a week after um, it opened and I go in the one day and I've, I've never done this before. I walk in. Lady was really nice. Uh, she's like, oh, well, you're, yeah, you're the first one. Uh, you get to pick three weeks that you can be out here. Uh, you can only pick one that's in the rut. So I'm like, I get the whole week of on this pristine, you know, untouched. Yeah. The, this no- is dude, This is in the heart of like big buck country it's, in ohio it's like, legit this is, yeah it's insane so i'm like uh okay so i'll take november 5th through whatever 11th and then i'll take the first week and i took a late week and i think the only thing there was that you have to take a doe first or pay, earn a buck or whatever mm-hmm. um so i got that now paul and i did get lucky enough that we actually also won i guess you call it a lottery um something you had to apply for to hunt some property that surrounds an arboretum so like That's arboretum cool. being basically like a tree tree uh tree museum. farm thank you for telling <laughs> yeah. us what it was yeah no, i had no idea that. what that was <laughs> I, I was about to i was like what's an arboretum i thought you could make that look like <laughs> uh no but you know you like so i'm in the horticultural industry and uh they go they have places where you know all these different specimen trees okay and these things can be expensive they can be really you know old, delicate yeah. old whatever you get bucks going in there, rubbing them and, and ruining these trees. That, that can be a lot of money. So they, they do a lottery type of thing where you can go and hunt these, these, the deer in the area. Right. So I got that whole month of December out there. It's archery only, but it's still like part of our gun season runs into December. My fingers crossed, like some of the bucks will run into that area. area. They seem as more there, of like yeah. a safety area safe area um 
So that is uh, another thing. And I've got a couple other really small properties to hunt. Unfortunately for me, um, I don't have a whole lot of great deer on camera right now. I know I, I, it's one of those things I kind of, I try to tell myself, it's okay. You got does like they'll come in. Where's there's, Hey, where's there's hoes. There's bros. Yes. (laughs) That's what I've been told at least. So I'm in the same boat by the way. Yeah. (laughs) It's one of those things. I just gotta, you know, cross my fingers. I, I don't have any target bucks. I know these guys, you guys get on the, you know, naming of your uh, Mortal Kombat characters and all Fuck that. Yeah. Right? That's this guy, not me. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> did you see, did you see the Instagram, uh, reel I did the other day of Noob Sabbath, like the picture of him and the, the Mortal Kombat song? Yeah. Micah I, I says, Micah, Micah text the group because me, Andy, and Mike all have access to our Instagram account, obviously. And Micah, we have a group text and he texts the group and he says, uh, What'd you say? Don't ever do that. Again Don't ever do that again. And I'm like, why? He goes, people are gonna start thinking we're gay. <laughs> and I'm 2022, just like, Nate. You can do whatever you I want. I can be whatever I want to be, and I want to be a Mortal Kombat character. All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So to answer to answer your question from my side, man, I I have like these these big you know, state forests that I love to hunt. <clears throat> Been hunting them for years, and uh, turkey hunting them, some deer hunting. I've killed quite a few deer out of these areas and uh i don't know this year man i just i, I really put a lot of effort into e-scouting and boots on the ground and finding you know good sign and kind of new areas that that i i've never stepped foot in because you have those little honey holes you know it's just like well i know that the deer are going to be here so i'm hunting the like the same properties the same forest but definitely not the same areas so mm. it's it's just kind of new new and refreshing and I'm, I, I got into the uh, the tree saddle. I'm super excited for year, Paul so. because his like we went out last year a couple times. He's like I'm gonna I'm gonna hunt for the ground, and I'm just sitting there thinking like you know, what? okay, like that's what you want to do. But <laughs> I'm not uh, Zach Farinball. Let's just get that out of the way. I can't <laughs> hunt from the ground. Oh, there's the guy I want to talk to. Chat. Yeah. The uh, so yeah. Now that we got you, we're gonna get you up in the saddle. So I, I did not know this, Paul. I watched mm-hmm. uh, your Instagram post or whatever it was a couple of weeks ago. Are you scared of heights? I am a little uncomfortable. Yes, and so I so I used a climber for years, uh-huh. right? And stopped using them. I just was ground hunting or whatever. And so the the thing that Instagram for me, I don't trust that saddle. I do now, right? So that right. was the that was first that was time. the very first time, right? Yeah, that was the very first time. Like I'd mess around in my yard where I could literally like step up onto the the platform and, and down right he, he called so, me he's like from a facetime he's like i'm in man i'm in and yeah. i look i'm like dude you're like three feet off the ground i don't care i'm in man I'm in. <laughs> it still counts so, and and i'm a i'm a big dude i mean you guys never met me in person like i'm i'm i am not a small guy and uh <laughs> too, anyway bro. so i get like i see these like little tiny <laughs> straps i'm like there's no damn way this is holding me and i'm like you and so we're, we're climbing up this tree and i am like I am hugging this damn tree so tight that I literally had scratches like blood on my arms because I was I was hugging this tree so hard. And the video that he took, I didn't know he was recording. I had finally like just let go. He's and like it's talking a, to himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you're not going to die, big fella. It's like when you do it, you can do it. I got you this. drink too much and your heart starts beating. You're like, oh, shit, I'm going to die. Like, this is dead. You're calling your wife. Like, I fucked up. And I'm like, OK, you're going to be OK. You're going to get Calibre. through this. It's really not that far down. It's only like 20 feet. You're going to be fine. And I finally like let go, and it's just like, ah. and you start to learn to trust the equipment, right? Yeah. Right. 
sticks and the saddle and get comfortable. And, you know, I've been up in it, you know, 10 times at this point and I've shot my bow out of, out of, out of the saddle, out of a, you know, decent hunting height. And I mean, every time I do it, I get more and more comfortable. I trust. And for me, it's all trust, right? Trust with that equipment. And yeah. uh, I feel like I'm, I'm getting there. So how did you like shooting out? Of, that's one of my, I guess, hurdles I need to get over. I haven't shot, I haven't been in one yet, but it seems like shooting your bow would just be a little bit more difficult. It does. Different. And, different. And so I, Whatever. yeah, it, it, well, you're not it's shooting weird. from an upright position or a seated position. So like, it's totally different than anybody would shoot normally. And I was thinking like, okay, so how's your weight transfer and everything? And I, I talked to Andrew a lot. We talked to Adrian from tethered and the moment I did it, I'm like, Oh, this all, I don't know. I don't know how, but it works. Right. And, and, and like the way that you, you know, when you're pulling that bow back, there's a lot of energy. You need to be stable and I can't explain it. I'm not smart enough, but it just works. And I, I can't understand it. The only thing that was kind of weird for me and I've, I've, I've practiced all of like these shot angles was if a deer comes in directly behind you. Right. To, I mean, to stay on the platform, turn around. Right. You can, but it's a little like, you know, I'm up there. I'm thinking about it. Like, okay. You know, I, like I've, I've got to turn my big ass around and my bow without scaring a deer directly behind me. And so you do that you kind of lean into the, it works, but that was the, like the weirdest kind of angle. And, for me but i mean for the most part like offhand shots or you know like weak side shots i mean it really if you if you just practice it you do it once you're like oh i see what he's talking about it's really not makes that sense okay. like, it's just it's very it's, it was very it was way more natural than i thought it was going to be honestly man like because you look at it like there's no way that's going to be comfortable and it is it's and, really and we haven't got into it yet um I, w- I would like to try it but and we'll, we'll talk more about this in a second but the biggest, uh, not really hurdle for me, but the biggest thing I would want to make sure I could still do, and maybe that would change if I started hunting out of a saddle, but when I hunt out of a tree stand, I always stand up to take my shots. Yeah. Um, like Andy stays sitting. He's 75 foot tall, so that is a good reason why he does that. But I always stand up to take my shots because that's how I shoot you know, my bow. So I feel comfortable. So I, I see a deer, I, you know, grab my bow and I slowly stand up and get in position. I would probably still want to do that. And, um, I guess it's a matter of like setting yourself up to where if you think that they're going to come from this direction, well, you can stand up on the platform, obviously. Um, and if you had to like do it behind you, I watched a guy do this deal where he like turned to a certain direction. So the tether, like went around him or something. Yeah. Then like it, it rests on your shoulder and you just lean into it. Yeah. Dude, it's, so, it's way easier than, than it looks. But Nate, when, when you stand up, you got your harness on, right? So yeah. you're kind of like forward. That's the beauty of it is like, even if you got your knees against it, you just kind of like shift your weight to, so your legs are straight. And then you, you're instead of leaning forward into your shot, you're leaning back and it counterbalances you, man. Yeah. It's amazing. Like to me, the hardest part was trying to figure out which side of the tree to like get ready on. And I had one last year. I killed more deer last year out of that saddle than I've ever killed. And it was coming down this path and it could have split like either direction. So I'm kind of like sitting there trying to decide which way to go. But once you figure that out, I mean, it's, you just get the balance and then you black out and you don't even know what's going on. And it's great. And the next thing you know, the deer's dead. <laughs> it's way more intuitive <laughs> than I think what, 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 it, what, it, what it looks like. You know? so, yeah. It's no. tough. And, and I think part of the reason we haven't got into it, it seems like you guys, for the most part, you guys are both hunting public land then. 
I do I do like ninety five percent of all my hunting on on public land. So I've got to be because man, I used to bring those those damn climbers in. Oh yeah, feel like turtle. They're clanging everywhere. They're super heavy. And then turtle, God forbid, turtle, turtle. yeah, God forbid you shoot a deer three miles in. You're like, oh god, what have I done? <laughs> you know. So I used, about, a, I used yeah. a climber one time. I borrowed his climber. Uh, I don't remember where I was going that day, but I borrowed his climber. He he showed me how to use it at his house. You know, remember in the backyard? Mm-hmm. He showed me how to use it. I'm like, okay, I got this. And I went to go up the tree. I made it like four feet up, and the bottom slid on me, or maybe the top. And it was something I did wrong, I'm sure. And it freaked the hell out of me. Uh-huh. And I dropped that thing to the bottom of the tree, and I hunted on the ground next to that tree. And I n- have never used a climber. That was the only time I've attempted to use one. You'll feel you'll feel so much more secure in a saddle. I, it's just it's crazy, man. The way that the, the way that those things just hug your ass, man. Like you almost feel weightless at some point. So like somebody's I didn't like cupping your butt. I had a climber. I had a climber, and I was up. This is an idiot move. It's one of those things you want to kick your own ass. It's like I don't know if I was 16, 20 feet up in this tree, and I know. Okay. Again, I studied trees in college. Like this is something I should know. I chose a sycamore, which <clears throat> anybody who knows Dumb. has no bark and nothing to bite into. <laughs> and I got up this tree and I like, I just hooked myself in and I went to turn. And next thing I know, I'm like hanging there from the whole tree. Literally. I'm, I'm my feet are grasping this, the bottom of the, of the climber. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like I couldn't get my phone out. I couldn't do anything. And like I had to I don't even remember how I did it. But, like this like weird turn thing while keeping my feet on the thing on the bottom of the platform. And then I'm like, I'm getting the hell out of this thing. I never got back up in that. Now I get it. It was a bad tree. I should have never done it. But uh you hang up there for about fifteen minutes and that was stupid. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah, I get it. And and that's why we haven't tried, I think, the saddles yet is we're we we hunt majority of private ground and we have the ability we don't look it's not like we're hunting primo ground but we have the ability to go set our shit uh ahead of time right so like i've got i hunt about what 15 acres something like that of of timber that's about what i hunt that's where he died last year and in that 15 acres i've got eight stands now like i just I just go pre-hang, pre-hang stuff, and then if I need to get mobile, I get mobile on the ground because I don't really need to be mobile enough to use, like, the, the saddle yet. And, uh, and I do have a mobile stand, but, man, I really like to try one. That's the biggest thing, though. I just want somebody to, like, put one in front of me and be like, all right, here you go. Get Give it a shot. Right, you, so know? you come out to ATA, and right. we'll go to the tethered booth, and we'll get you all set up. We need to do and it. And I got an extra saddle sitting out in my barn. I can put it in the UPS and ship it to you. You just gotta go find yourself some ropes, okay? See, there you go. Done. Like, uh, go. I'm not sure if it'll fit you, but uh, maybe you can borrow Paul's. There we go. That uh, <laughs> guy stay together. That's right. That guy in a little. Co- Sorry, I won't sing. <laughs> I promised him I'd never sing again after. It's pretty bad. No, do it. But he uh, can do a killer rendition of WAP if you're into. If you're into. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got a WAP guy too. His name's Brandon. He's always singing that song. Uh, <laughs> He denies it every time I bring that up. It's like the third time I've done that. He, like, he's mouthing it already. Macaroni in the pot, baby. <laughs> Brandon, I'm just going to say this. Brandon, I know he's probably going to listen to this. You've got the biggest set of freaking balls on anybody ever. I never would have. I would have. 
I would have got down into the fetal position and started crying when that bear didn't take off after. Yeah, I said no hi. kidding, dude. No, so, he told to get the f out of there. That was the second time though. The first time oh. he's like, "Hey," and That's the bear it. just sat there looking at him. Yeah, I'd have started crying right then and there and just been like, "All right, take me." A bear. He was he was hunting from the ground. Like he was bear hunting. He was not. No, we were. This was during our elk hunt. So oh, okay. you'd have to listen back. Cliss Nose version, he was elk hunting, and a giant boar black bear came up behind him. Holy shit. And, like, he was five to eight feet away from this bear, and the bear wouldn't leave. And he didn't have his pack on, so he didn't have his gun on him, and he's trying to get the gun out of the holster, and it wouldn't come out, and he was freaking <laughs> out. And the bear finally, like, just walked off. Walks off and then turns around, like, 30 yards later and just stares at him again. And I would have shit myself. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It ruined my naps. It did. It didn't ruin mine, dude. It ruined my mountain I've naps. I've seen two bear hunting hunting in Ohio. We've got, like, some black bear. We don't have a ton. Do y'all have a season one, for them? No. I mean, we, I've seen estimates that they say there's maybe, like, 150 bears okay. in the entire state. And so the DNR thinks that, you know, it's not a good you know, population to hunt. Yeah. And the first one I saw was probably eight years ago, eight, nine years ago, turkey hunting. And I see movement coming down the, the ridge off to my right. And I'm like, oh, damn, someone let their black lab <laughs> just run through the woods. And then it turns. And I was like, oh, shit, that's a bear. And my only response when this thing's like maybe 50 yards from me was to stand up and be like, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. And this thing just like, he's like brother, yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's fumbling over himself, trying to run away from me. I mean, he was, he was just this tiny, tiny little black bear. And, and see, that's and the shit you yeah. hear about bears. That's is, what we want to do. Black bears. That's what we expect. Whenever we yeah. go out to Colorado too. everybody, you know, if once they see you, they just run the other way, you know, cause you, you, you can get a tag for a hundred bucks out there. So it's oh pretty goodness. cheap. So I would assume a lot of people are hunting after him. So you would think so that they're even second. Yeah, it's just a secondary target. Right. So you would think they're hunt. They probably got some decent hunting pressure. As soon as they see a human, they're getting the f out of there. Well, yeah. whenever he told the story, I was like, "Well, that just made me second guess everything." <laughs> you know, so I was scared. Yeah, because so Brandon's not a small dude. Like he's probably he's six two, probably. You know, yeah, somewhere he's, around he's there. He's decently tall, and he's he's not a little fella. Anymore. And so he stood up. And said, hey, to this bear. And the bear just was like, what's up? Yeah. Like, what you going to do? <laughs> what you going to do about it, bitch? Like, yeah. and, and that's where we're all like, seriously? Ow. Yeah. Seriously? Bear's smoking a blind with the sun. <laughs> <laughs> my words, my buddy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I know you ain't. Because we, we bought tags, like, whenever they – because the first year we went out there, you couldn't get them for 100 bucks. The second year and on, that's when they became $100 or whatever. And so the first few years we bought – everybody bought a tag because it was like a hundred bucks but we never even seen one and we've been you know me and nathan he's been going out there like five or six years i'm one year behind him and we've never even seen a bear and so we quit buying tags so he didn't have a tag so he's like well shit now what you know but he's he and was, even if you did have a tag do you shoot a bear at five yards with I, a bow i mean i do i shoot it in the face that's what i do <laughs> but uh, what if it pisses him off <laughs> you don't miss <laughs> So we did one of those 3D archery shoots this year, and they had a bear that was like standing up. I can see me. Yeah, like like almost like a human, and that was the weirdest shot I ever took. I'm like that. It's like I'm shooting at a human. Like, Shoot him with a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of our one of the guys in our party shot. There was like a velociraptor or T Rex or something. I don't know. Square and, and a penis. Square. And a penis. <laughs> Like, yep. and that we're assuming that's where the raptor penis would. We have don't been. know. We're not because biologists. We've never I'm not raptor penis raptors. experts. Yeah, 
That's funny. Was, was it the shot, Did you do a Reinhardt deal? Is that what it was? Yeah, the, it was like yeah, the big Reinhardt. Yeah, deal. yeah. 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 They we got we didn't get to here. go that this year. We really want to. Yeah, we, I didn't. It was the, the event was the Go Wild Send It Slam, but they were all like Reinhardt targets. Oh, okay, I got you. Got yeah, you. it was it was wild, man. It was pretty. It was pretty damn cool. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty awesome. I've never seen an elk in real life, and like we round the corner, and there's this elk like. 25 yards in the brush i was like holy shit don't tell paul huge. it wasn't real it was actually a 3d target but it was still um, pretty big it was a big target right they it are big oh, we will vouch for that they are very big <laughs> yeah i'm just saying just size they're big i thought it was real i'm messing with you man <laughs> i know <laughs> we yeah. went so one of the like one of the things that i want to do next turkey season just to, to veer off here real quick is i want to take i want to take this elk bugle and i'm going to use that as a locator call in Ohio, because a turkey has never heard an elk in Ohio, right? Oh, you're That's talking to make them gobble. Yeah, to get it to pull a shot gobble out of them. So I'm going to use that thing to like gobble or like to just totally fuck with everyone. Oh, yeah. In the woods. <laughs> Was that a... I told the DNR, the calibrate, calibrate. <laughs> <laughs> you need, we need to make a t shirt. You need now, to videotape that. Yeah, I think it'll oh, yeah. work, dude. Because it's either going to sure. work or it's just nothing. Like, I have a feeling that the first time I do that, there's going to be like. 15 turkeys are just like, ah. I think, like, I think you're right. Hell? You're on to something, man. Yeah. That makes sense. Speaking of turkeys, I saw Jeff Hooper today. Oh, did you? Yep. That's cool. You should say Jeff or Scott? Scott, sorry. <laughs> you do that every time. I do. I get the names. He's our, he's our local turkey legend killer. Scott is. is he the, the Scott's call the, the call maker I told you you need to yeah. Yeah, hook up with sometime. I, can't, I talked to a couple guys in Missouri this year about making, making some calls for me. I need to. I, I, I can't show you them because they're in front. They're at the TV, but I got three of his calls sitting right there at underneath the TV, and man, they're gorgeous and they sound amazing. They yeah. make a shitty caller like me sound decent. Yeah. Nice. There you go, man. Yeah. There you go. Look at that. Andrew's got the Copenhagen in too, just like you. He's yeah. He's he's ready to go. He's I think, is, uh, this is beer number six, I believe. We're not counting. I'm counting. The, uh, so I'm judging the. What shit else are we doing this year, Paul? We're going to Drummond Island, Michigan. That's pretty cool. We're going on a rifle hunt up there. Some island in the middle of, uh, like, what, the Boundary Waters, Canada? Can't wait, man. That's no shit. Dude, that yeah. sounds so how, how big is this island? I mean, it's, I, I think know, it a couple starts, thousand the whole, acres. Yeah. The whole story starts where we were about 30 beers deep, and we decided to do this. Yeah. We but, got approval from our wives at that same time. They were not 30 beers deep, but so I think they it, said But it yes. worked. And, they were like, they're not going to remember this. We can yeah. go ahead and say, okay. Right, yeah. Weird. I put this deposit down that night. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we got to take a ferry over, and it's in Michigan. We don't really like Michigan and Ohio, but uh, we decided to be okay. So it's way the hell up there. It's way up there. It's damn near. Like it's uh, in Canada. We're told that as you're riding the ferry over across the island, you like actually, it says, welcome to Canada, but you're really not in Canada. And then, uh, yeah, so we're going to do that. That's some public land up there and uh i think they got a wolf or two up there on the island so that yeah, a lot fun. of grouse we're gonna do some grouse hunting up there before the season opens so because we're getting up there on saturday and the and the gun season opens up like on tuesday so we'll have a couple days a couple so. days so is this yeah. like a you had to pay to do it like do you have to pay to play there or is it's it a, just it's, you it's, just it's, got no, public land but there's there's a the group we're going up with they had a couple spots open in the lodge that they rent there's like uh, you know a group of like eight to ten guys that go up every year and a couple had backed out, so they had they had some space. They had some space open. They're like, "Do you want to do this? It's you know, three hundred bucks or whatever it is, and plus your license and tag." And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, 
Yeah, let's go ahead and just do that now. What's your What's your Zell? <laughs> so they're big deer on that island. I mean, is it got is like it got a reputation or anything like that? So we, I mean, we've it's Michigan, talked to the guys so that are there and we've watched some know. videos. I've seen some like some decent deer come off that off that island. It's it's not like it's not like Central Ohio. It's not like what you got hanging on your wall, man. Like you know, big bucks, but. There's a good number, and it's the the. I think for me, man, one of the things that I think is really cool about hunting in different places, like the train. You know, like if if I hunt in Indiana, like it looks like Ohio, right? Right. Northern Kentucky, it looks like Ohio. This place looked like the surface of the moon to me, man. I mean, it was, you know, rocky outcroppings and you know just a ton of like aspen trees and all like just really really neat, interesting terrain that we don't get, you know, like in that that southern Ohio. So, I'm really just trying to donate money to different states at dnr this year so. yeah it's I mean, it's, I, it's, it's gonna be a cool experience man i mean it's definitely cool. got they got some good deer up there but and and hearing some wolves out that'd be pretty cool yeah uh that'd be cool if you could shoot the wolves that'd be pretty sad yeah, no season there i don't think so yeah we'll do the grouse hunting the deer hunting and it's a it's a good good group of guys going up there that's man. cool yeah well and and andrew go back what you were saying earlier you know um with the you guys hunting like paul you hunt like 95 percent public ground I don't know if Andrew ever actually answered that, but 50, 50, you know, but on camera, you said you were talking about, you don't have any shooters on camera right now, which is exactly what I've got going on. And that actually made us talk about cameras in the first place. Like, do they every, every year I've used cameras like last year, he was on camera year before that he was on camera. So like I, I had something like, I'm going to kill your ass, right? Like, I wanted to kill him. And there was another buck I nicknamed uh, Reptile that I was after last year. And uh, this year is the first year at that property that I – there is not a single word, like a deer worth a – worth even a look at, at shooting for a guy like me at least. Now, like, my my sons, those two-year-olds can get it. But – um. Do you think that cameras sometimes can make hunting, uh, what's the word? Like they can discourage you. I think so. I've got a killer spike on camera right now. Yeah. I should have said that earlier. I mean, he's got to be like six inch on each side. It's crazy. Yeah. You get some. This is six inches. Years rolling through. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, so I can put my first two cameras out on public land this year and both spot like i found like a gnarly scrape it was looked active and there's licking branch there's beautiful transition zone like okay there's gonna be deer and i've gotten some bucks on there but once again nothing that we're like oh my god look at this deer you know and a ton of does the other spot i put out a ton of does and so for me it's just like part of it's like okay i put it there and i, I wanted there to be deer there there are deer there so i know eventually there's going to be just because the area that it's in like there's going to be good deer, right? And you talk to guys that I talked to some guy, he's got like 1200 acres here in a while. He's got 500 cell cameras out 500. Thank Jesus you. Oh my God. Christ. And that's almost to the point where you're like, is it even fair chase at that point? Like that's like live streaming, right? Like I mean, you, some of them for sure. Yeah. You've got stuff coming into your, to your system every minute of the day, it seems like. And so I, I don't know for me, man, like, it, it hasn't discouraged me much because I know it's like the end result, like that first, you know, the end of October, the first couple of weeks of November, we all know shit gets real weird in the woods, you know? So I feel, I feel good. I know that like there's a ton of does on, on both of these areas. There's a couple bucks that have rolled through. So for me, it's not discouraging, but 
you know, I think, like I said earlier, man, my, my, my definition of success has, has changed. Um, and, you know, if I get out there and there's this little tiny, like six point, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to shoot you. So I, you know, <laughs> yeah. And anyone can, I'm not going to judge, but that's just, I'm just glad that they're out there. So I'm not, I'm not discouraged yet. I mean, you definitely want to see a big buck rolling in, but well, sure. Yeah. And I, mean, I don't remember who I was listening to. I really suck at remembering who I'm listening to when I think, Oh, that's a good point. But it would be interesting to not run a single camera one year and see how you feel at the beginning of season. Yeah. Because for me at, at that particular property, which is really my bow hunting spot, I mean, the other place I can go bow hunting, it's just a lot more wide open and it's a lot harder to bow hunt because the li- the likelihood of them coming in to yeah, you know forty yards difficult. is difficult. You know. But um it has I'm not saying it's put a damper on my excitement this season because I, I, I kind of like you were saying earlier, Andrew, I feel like they will show back up, hopefully, maybe during the rut instead of being gone during it. But I wonder what it would be like if you just had no freaking clue what was there. You just, like, you went into the season and you, you just hunt. Instead you of going. That ah, first year you saw a hell of a lot more, right? I, I think you'd be more apt to make that decision you know quicker i mean yeah i mean because what's let's just you know just put a number on it if a 135 or something like that walks out you're like you're highly considering taking that shot and not saying that's a bad deer or a great deer i mean it is what it is i'm just saying if i know i got a 135 right in front of me dude that could be the biggest buck on this property but if you got those cameras out there and you got pictures of 140s 150s or whatever you're like i'm gonna let that one go so it doesn't make you as excited to you know, look at that 130. I, I I guess I don't know. I mean, I get get it from both fronts, but yeah. Well, I mean, like we we had Dustin Huff on our show over the summer, and uh, you got shot the the number one U.S. <laughs> whitetail and the number two overall whitetail in North America, and he never had a trail camera that deer on him, and I I feel like it was I mean it was miles down the road, the closest trail cam that anyone that anyone had the neighboring the neighboring property down the road so that's the reality man like we you know we we want to control everything like i guess it's human nature we want to know because we're you know we're just curious right you don't know what's rolling down that freaking pipeline coming your way man when uh when the when the season hits so i think those the cameras can be can be dangerous you know like to me i i've had great deer on the camera actually Long story short, I had a great deer in a camera. He ended up dying on my neighbor's property from a gunshot wound in the gun season. Um, I got a salvage permit. He's he's hanging on my wall. Like, I get it. It's not – I didn't shoot it, but it's a sweet deer. Uh, not letting that rat go to waste. Yeah, no, hell yeah. no. And, you know, whatever. So – but I, he was there once in my backyard – at two o'clock in the morning, like I, I could have sat out there all year long. I may have never seen him, right? But for me, I'm still in that stage of life where, like, I don't want to say if it's brown, it's down because it's I'm not shooting spikes. That's like one thing I won't shoot spikes or spots. And the uh, I'll, I'll fill the freezer. Like we go through three or four deer a year in my freezer, and then if it tickles your pickle, man, like just just get it like that if 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 that's your thing and and that's what you want to use your tag on go for it so 
I last year I had a few that walked. If I had a, had had the chance to shoot them, they weren't monsters by any means. I mean, they might have been in 110, 120s, but they would have been the best buck I ever got with a bow because uh, I have never gotten a buck with my bow. Like that is uh, that's my next goal. You talk about goals for the year. That's my next goal, right? I, I last year my I, I accomplished the goal of getting a deer on public land. I actually got two, but like now this year it's a buck with the bow period that is number one so yep and that's what i love about like the season everybody has got different goals mm-hmm. like the four of us sitting here together all have different goals uh that that honestly like the first time i did that andrew was a great day you know like even shooting a deer with a bow but then like my first buck with a bow he's hanging right over there and he's not that big, but I spent the money to get him mounted because that deer means more, just as much as these two and anything else I've ever shot. Because there's a, a sense of accomplishment. Like it takes it takes a certain amount of skill. I don't care what type of buck you're shooting. It takes a certain amount of skill to get in front of a deer within what 40 yards at the furthest probably to be able to put a shot on them. And then, you know, bucks are a little bit harder to kill yet, especially as they get older. Um, now you got an old doe. She's a bitch to kill too, but, um, I, that's, that's a cool goal. Like my goal, I don't really know because of the, the whole camera thing we were talking about this year, uh, a good year, you know, like I, I'm, I want to have a fun year. That's, that's my goal. I mean, and relatable side of things though. I mean, your son got his first buck last year, right? Mm-hmm. So is it this year he's going to get his second buck? I mean, maybe it's it's one of those things You as we get older, and I'm 36, like I got two little kids, but as time goes on, maybe that goal isn't necessarily for you for or you. me. Yeah. I actually am the- probably going to take my other son this year. Micah and I had this conversation on our show. Yeah. And he's like, why not take Chase? And I'm like, I don't know. I kept saying I was going to make him wait till he was till he was 10. He's That's like, but why, hobby, man? You know, and I'm like, well, I don't know why, because I made Caden wait till he was ten, and um, so I'm probably I'm gonna give Chase some time out on the range. Uh, it's a crossbow because obviously they can't pull back a compound, compound at that age, but I'm gonna give him some time out there, and and if he does a good job, that little boy actually sits better than his older brother does. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the the better like uh, not hunter, but hunting buddy like, he's more patient he's 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 just uh he's if you knew the kid you wouldn't think he yeah was. You, you'd be shocked because but is. you put him in the woods and yeah. he is just he, he's the he's the son i had with me i don't know if you ever heard the story about the bobcat i missed twice when i was bobcat hunting he's the little one he saw the bobcat way before i ever did and he was seven or six at the time so like he's just got he's very good out in the woods and so that might be my goal this year is I hope he kills a deer, you know, and that my son killing that buck was one of the best days of my life. And it's the smallest deer hanging here, but I do not care. I mean, it was, you'll remember, that's the one you'll remember, man. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. 40 years from now. And then my it's freaking phone died as we were walking up to it. No freaking joke. So I, I did a, a video of like him Ooh, and I yeah. walking together, finding the arrow and this and that. And there's a reason why the video cuts off right when I show the deer and then I look back at him. It's because my phone died. So I'm like, what are the freaking chances? You know, 
guess you got to experience that man through through your own eyes, not through a phone screen. So I guess it's it blessing. was great. I didn't record. I did. I could have. Uh, I yeah. could have recorded the whole thing because I saw the buck come in. I walked. I watched the buck walk the trail right where I knew he was going to go. I could have turned that camera on and done everything. And I decided to sit it down and just experience the moment with my son. That's and cool. I don't think I'll, better than better than what you remember is what he remembers. Yes, right. and I. I think he's he's hooked. I mean, he he did. I was so proud of him. Like I might cry. I probably need to. But he <laughs> he did such a good fucking job. I was like, I was nervous that he was gonna. Uh, don't take this the wrong way, but I was nervous he was gonna mess it up. You know, I didn't want his first shot at a deer to be failure. You know what I'm saying? And so I was so nervous for him. I thought, did I get him ready? Like, did we practice enough? Is he ready to go? And I saw the buck come in, and I said, hey, there's a buck. And, he, and I said, he's right there. Do you see him? He's like, yeah. And I said, do you want to shoot him? And he said, can I? And I said, yeah, he's legal. So he said, yeah, I do. I said, okay, well, we'll get you ready. And, and I got him ready. And this whole time I'm thinking, gosh, please don't please don't let this go wrong. Like, I'll, I'll take, like, if, if someone's going to fuck up a deer this year, God, let me be the one that messes it up, not him. Like, I'd rather mess up on a 165-inch deer than him mess up on this this two-and-a-half-year-old. Please don't let it go wrong for him. Like, all this stuff was going through my mind, and he got he got set up, and, I mean, he put such a good shot on that freaking thing. I mean, he he smoked his ass, and I, I, I could not have been more proud. And I knew as soon as he shot him, like, that fucker's dead. Like, it's over. And yep. that deer died maybe 30 yards from where he got shot and maybe 30 yards from where we were sitting. We just couldn't see him. Uh, expire but it was i mean it was great i couldn't wait to get down out of that tree you know how we always want to wait uh, we need to wait uh, dude i could not wait to go check that arrow like it was it was great so honestly now that i'm talking about it that that's, that's that might be the goal. one goal yeah yeah what about yeah. you paul what, what's the goal you got this year you know i i i guess that's it's hard to follow up that man because that's i mean i think the the reality is that's the most important goal I think that anyone can have what you just, you just talked about, man. Thank, thanks for sharing that. But I think for me kind of selfishly, like I want to be really comfortable in that saddle. I want to be proficient at killing out of it. Um, and not fall. Just, that's, that's important. Yeah, too. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That just comes from, it <laughs> just comes from practice, man. And, and I know that, that there's going to be that moment where I mess something up or yeah, you overanalyze something and it's new and you're not used to it. But, uh, I'd be really efficient at that. The one thing I, I, that I, I will say, not necessarily a goal, but one thing that I'm really, really looking forward to, I'm, I'm going on a fall turkey hunt uh, with some guys here in the This state. freaking guy in I turkey. Bring the uh, birds into this. Yeah, yeah. With, <laughs> a deer conversation. With with dogs. We're hunting turkeys with dogs. Oh, Dude, we just found I out. I just found out that's a thing. Yeah. Literally, yeah. what was that, two episodes ago or something like that? Yeah, with Tracy Breen. Did not know this existed. Please explain yes, how really, this works. It's really how um, I mean how turkey turkey hunting started in this country was was in the fall with dogs and we're going back decades centuries you know and so like the everyone loves to hunt them in the spring and I love to hunt them in the spring and but this is like when you talk about like culture and heritage and like how it all started this is this is it I'm really looking forward to that uh, that's probably the thing that I'm looking forward to the most this hunting season honestly so so uh, we had a Tracy Breen was on our show a couple episodes ago and he explained it how it go like how it works and I, like we we didn't even know that was a thing in the first place Never heard uh, i'll of be 100 percent honest with you 
and he blew our mind with what he was telling us. And then he explained how it works, where basically the dogs go out and break up the flock. Yeah. And then shut the fuck up, basically. I mean, like, they go in there to their kennel or whatever, and they just shut up. And the idea is then you get in between, and what, they come back together, and that's when you yeah. are able to kill them. Yeah, you call to them, and, and uh, one of the videos that I'm going with, some of the guys I'm going with, they sent me a video, and his, his dog, he hunts with a Boykin Spaniel, and, and this dog is sitting in between his legs, and he's down, like, hunkered down on the tree. And there's, you know, all these turkeys are just dumping in and, and the guy's waiting for the one that he wants to shoot. And this dog is shaking uncontrollably <laughs> watching all these turkeys. And he's like, it's just the funniest thing, man, because this dog is like, shoot something like something better die. Like they're right there. So that's cool. Um, that's really that. cool. That's gonna be a lot of fun. That yeah. might get me interested in turkey hunting. I don't think yeah. we can do it. I don't know if we can. I don't, I don't state, think it's legal here. I, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't really but, know. There, yeah, there's it's it's definitely I feel like that 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 dog style of hunting is really kind of like Ohio Northeast. It's, it's really popular, you know, down in the States, you know, South Carolina, you can, you can still do it, but it's, um, it's just something I don't think a lot of people do. I mean, in Ohio, I mean, less than 300 turkeys are killed in the fall by, by Turkey hunters. Damn. You know, every year. So it's not very popular. That's cool. Michael, what's your goal? Uh, kind of on the same front as Nathan, I'm hoping to get my daughter. She's uh, eight years old. So I'm going to, do my best to get her out there this year and to harvest something. Uh, that's, that's one goal. And then I do have two bucks that I'm, that I'm hoping stick around. They haven't been very consistent on camera, but I'll get them for, you know, three days in a row. Then they'll leave for a while and they'll come back and that sort of thing. So if I could get one of those on the ground, that'd be awesome. But the main, the, how, do you, how do you name them? Do you use like, he Mario? doesn't name his deer. One of them, one of, one of them's an eight point. And then one of them has a very distinct characteristic that I'm not going to divulge unless I kill him. I'll let you guys know. He's got, yeah. Three-inch penis. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like the deer with, like, weird like weird antlers, man. And everyone wants, like. I'll, I'll show you cool. I'll show you a picture when, okay. you know, whenever we get done here. The, this guy will blow your mind. But, uh, yeah. so, yeah, if I get one of those. But the main, you know, like I said, I'm, I need to get. I need to go out to a target or something because I'm going to take her with a rifle probably. Because uh, okay. uh, if I could get a get my hands on a crossbow, I'd let her do that too. You could borrow mine. I might have to, but uh, yeah. So I'm hoping to get my daughter on something. So mom's right, got so. mom's been in her head saying, "Oh well, we just kill bucks," and I've been trying to get her out of that mode. So we'll see what <laughs> she wants to do. But yeah. mom sounds like a killer too. No. I'm, Never mind. No. <laughs> no, no, she's just, she just, That's no, you don't... sister, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just so, clarifying. No, she just, I don't know. She just female. She's like, no, you just want to kill a buck. Just kill a buck or whatever. We don't, we don't kill the, the does cause they're cute or, or whatever. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Does eat just as good, you know, if not better. So true right. story. One of the first deer I brought back, it was a doe cause that's what I do. But the, uh, my daughter looks at it. She's like, Dad, I thought we only shoot daddy deer. <laughs> the antlers fell off in the woods. <laughs> the antlers fell off. Might have to use <laughs> that one. That's funny. So eight years old. I have an eight-year-old daughter. Crossbow. Have you, I'm always nervous to take her out. And and I guess part of my problem is I, I need to figure out how to teach them. And, and, and this is kind of like me and Paul's whole thing is that we didn't grow up in hunting families. So the idea of using a scope and, and all this kind of stuff, nobody ever taught me. So I have to 
teach somebody how to do something that I wasn't really taught how to do. And I would love to get her the, into the crossbow and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, do you have any tips on, on getting them into yes. figuring all that out? He's got the best freaking product. Well, I mean, the, I think the main thing with them being as small as they are, you really need a good base. So, uh, like, we run tripods for our, you know, our coyote hunting. So, because, uh, and, and personally, and to be fair, I haven't started working on, she shoots a BB gun and stuff like that, but it's the scope, she hasn't looked through a scope yet, so I need to get on that. But uh, I think if you have a good base to where they don't have to worry so much about trying to hold still on something if you have a tripod it's a lot easier to stay on target so i think that's going to help you out a lot but nathan probably would have more to say it than i would because he's actually done it with caden well but i've stole your item so i when i take the boys hunting i take them out of a i take them in the tree stand i you know obviously we're safe but i i get them all tied off and all that stuff but uh, I like I like them being up in the tree with me. Um, I don't like blinds. I'm not a huge fan of them. So uh, I figured out a way to keep him steady. So like Caden, when he killed his last year, there is a company. What the hell is it? Uh, ESO? I can't remember. I don't know. I think it's Vanguard. I think oh, it's yeah. A it's, a, it's a Vanguard shooting stick that um, has three, like a tripod feet. Like three feet, you know, like a freaking duck or something. Like yeah, but three it, feet that it's probably only like an eight to turkey. ten inch base. Yeah, something like that. So it'll sit. It's a single uh, shooting stick, and it'll sit on a platform, uh, a, a tree stand, stand platform, without falling through the mesh or the mesh, uh, you know, base. And then they can. And then it's got the little. Uh, horseshoe looking deal that the crossbow just sits down in so he doesn't have to worry about holding it up he can just leave it sitting there so he's not getting tired and then when he's ready to go he can get set up and it's it's just nice and steady so if i were you and i was going to start teaching her how to do that uh, or your eight-year-old i can't remember if you said it was a boy or girl but um i would i would use something like that um it's it's made by vanguard and uh can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I can I send know. you a link I, to I, it. I picked it up at Bass Pro, but I, yeah, it's like eighty bucks. Yeah, something like that. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. it takes all. It t- takes a lot of the thought process, right? You know, out of it for him. So. They, they're not strong enough. Uh, like even my twelve-year-old son, he's not a big kid. He's not strong enough to hold that cross. Those crossbows are heavy. They are, and yeah, he sure. they're not going to be able to hold it up. Yeah. So unless you're shooting out of like a two-man with the you know that bar. That's never the right height for any type of shooting platform. <laughs> yeah. I've found personally, you know, something that'll work. But I mean, if you're if you're hunting out of a blind, which I plan on doing both with Brindley, um, you know, just getting any type of <clears throat> shooting rest would probably work. But uh, I've got another goal for Micah. What's that? So and and this is gonna admit to people that I like him. So maybe I shouldn't say this shit. So Micah kind of gets a little bit of a screw job during hunting season because his, his job, which he loves and it's a great job. Mm -hmm. It gets busier as it gets colder outside. Yeah. So he doesn't get to take as much time off. And then as soon as daylight savings hit, he doesn't really get to hunt during the week almost at all. And then the weekends, you know, if he's got family stuff to do, he, he, so his hunting time is limited is limited and he hasn't 
uh, and this isn't because he's a bad hunter, but he hasn't killed a buck in a few years. Yeah. Well, uh, and and to be fair, I'm kind of picky too. Yeah, well, a you killed picky. a freaking beast. <laughs> to be fair, he killed a freaking beast. That's why you're picky. Yeah. Um, I would like to see him kill one of the deer he's after this year. You know, uh, he's he's had a little bit of a dry streak just because he doesn't get the same time in the woods as like I do. I spend four times the amount of time in the woods as he gets to. Yeah. So. Um, I just want him to. I wanted to see. I want to help him drag a deer out this year. I'm tired of being the one that gets help. I want to go. I hope see it him. happens. Hope so. I appreciate that. You're trying to get a good Christmas present this year, aren't he you? He don't buy me shit. <laughs> we don't do Christmas <laughs> presents. <Yeah. laughs> what about gear? You guys like other than the the saddles? You guys got any new gear you're excited to try out this year? This guy got me into saddle hunting. Gets me into this podcast, and and I started. Uh, um, I'm like for turkey hunting and I just real quick, I'm gonna touch on, it. I'm like, I'm real weird about the equipment and the, and the gear that I, that I use for turkey hunting. And I'm always looking for something that can keep up with me in the, in the turkey woods. Right. And, uh, so for this year, he, he, he introduced me to first light. I bought some of my first stuff. I'm like, all right, this is really nice. Um, they're hunt worth guys. Don't, don't go too deep. It's all right. Oh, yeah. you, uh, you go, so, you yeah. do what you you're, need to do. You're fine. Yeah. Gear. <laughs> gear i'm I'm looking forward to putting that stuff to the test i i, I really uh i put it put it to the to the stressors and turkey season and, and it treat you know it, it worked well so yeah i think that's as far as gear i mean the saddle that's the big thing so you you about. find it like did you ever have decent clothing before or is this the first time you've had like like you actually uh consciously bought hunting gear hunting clothes that you were trying to get something done with instead of just, ah, I need a jacket. I'll throw the, I'll buy this. I would, I, so like for deer hunting, it was just like whatever, you know, was, was super affordable, right? For, for turkey hunting, it was whatever's the most functional. And, and cause you know, when I, when I turkey hunt, man, it's, you know, from three in the morning until three in the afternoon and it's 15 miles and it's just, it's, it's tough, right? It's, it's, uh, and so I would rip through boots and pants all the time and shirts, you know, you're sweating and different layers and, and, and like, you know, the different material types was one thing that, that I really started to fool around with like in Turkey season. And, uh, you know, you can really do that with deer hunting too. So yeah, I definitely, I was spending money on Turkey stuff, but deer, it was just like, meh, whatever. You know, like I, like the stuff I wore last year, I walked through Sam's club. I'm like, yeah, that'll work. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> that was really the I put into it, you know. Which was, there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Was like, you know, so yeah, this year I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it, man. I've been, I've been really happy with, uh, with that stuff so far. So, what about you, Andrew? I keep finding all that first light shit. Too, <laughs> I so. man, I don't know. Well, the one thing that I can't say that we both have have gotten into on the gear side is like the the high FOC arrows. arrows. Okay, so like the heavy yeah. arrows. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, so Serious Archery is is the company that that he introduced me to. Use Grizzly Stick last year. We both bought Serious Archery stuff this year. They're kind of local to us, so we want to support those guys, man. And uh, you bought adult. You're you're running adult arrows. They call them arrows. That's yeah. that's it, man. So I I've I'm running 625 grains. Oh wow. So well, I'll just give you. I was a compound bow shooter for a long time. Never thought twice about the arrows. I mean, it was more, I thought about broadheads and I thought about uh, the bow, but I didn't really. And I practiced. I was man. I practiced, practiced, practiced. And I had a, honestly the first deer I ever shot. It 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 didn't die. And I was like. 
wait, this is a thing. Like you can, you shoot that deer where you're about supposed to, and it didn't die. I, I, I couldn't, I didn't understand it. Like, again, not coming from a hunting background, like that really just boggled my mind. So I eventually, I had it happen a couple times. I did kill some deer, but which now looking back, I'm like, how did I kill a deer with a 350 grain arrow? But, um, the i went away from that i went to a crossbow for a few years had good success with that i started diving deep into this this heavy foc thing last year i mean those arrows zip through those deer i've never seen anything like it uh, it was unbelievable so for me whether it's a single bevel or the the you know 12 factor arrow or whatever like those were were great um, like Paul said, we got uh, tied in with the the guys at Sirius a little bit. So um, I'm looking forward to those. Man, those arrows fly beautifully. Yeah. They're, what's the What's the broadhead you got on front of them? The Tough Head Evolution uh, 2.0. And it's a single. It's a single. We both use single bevels. It's single bevel. So I'm looking forward to that. I, I did. Got, actually I got to stop be- asking that question because it it's just going to piss me off more about my he, iron wheels. He gets yeah. so worked up about what everybody else you is know, trying, and he just doesn't that, stick with what he's got. Out. It's tinkering, right? Yeah. Like so. Last year, I it's not. Honestly, it's not even so much tinkering. Like when I made the decision to buy iron wheels two years ago, I did the double bevel. Okay. And. Everybody I've talked to since then is like, well, I got iron wheel single bevels, or I got the tough head single bevels, or I got the, I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> I, I should have got some, the singles. <laughs> did I do something wrong? You know? Man, here's my here's my, my two cents on that. Whatever you're confident with, right? When you pull that bow back, you have to know in your mind that what you're going to let go is going to kill that deer. Yeah. And it's going to do it efficiently and humanely and whatever. Like, I got to the point where with, with my old setup, I, I wasn't right. I was, I was almost afraid to pull back. Like if I, if I shoot this deer, am I going to hurt it? Or am I actually going to kill it? Like it was a 50, 50 chance. And, um, after last year, I was like, after the, the first one, I, so quick story, the, the first one I shot, that was the one we were down in the public land. Yeah. I think the arrow went right through. I almost thought I missed her because it, she, I shot her at 15 she ran a 35 and stood there and didn't move at all. And I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, and it felt like two hours, but it's probably like five minutes. And I'm, I'm like re-knocking another arrow. I'm like, did I miss her? Like, what is going on? And she just stood there. And after whatever, five minutes or whatever it was, just started wobbling and then, and you know, fell over right there. And I, it was one of those things that I was just like, holy smokes like that deer didn't even know what hit her Mm -hmm. and it was it was it was unlike any other experience i'd ever had in the woods hunting so i was sold right then and there now does that mean i'll always stay with it no i i've heard really good things about the ones you're using i texted you the day you were talking about it severs the severs from the, the mechanical side of things so i don't think that there's a right answer i know it's a huge debate within the deer hunting archery community and it's it's almost fun to just sit there and listen to people bitch back and forth like politics but like uh man whatever you're confident with and if you're confident you know you're gonna put that shot where it needs to be and game over right yeah i, I think one of the things that i read that that i i thought was astounding and we're all bow hunters here so i think we'll we'll appreciate this but nationwide 
there was a study done. Several agencies, several organizations have done a study on wounding rate of archery, uh, archery hunters and, 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 and white-tailed deer specifically. And so 60%, this nationwide, 60% of all the deer that are killed, they say 60% of that were wounded and never recovered. And they don't really know what the percentage is from. And that's just from hunter surveys when people were honest. Because if you say, "Well, hey, did you wound any deer?" Most are like, hey, "If we're in front of our friends, nah, I've never, no, no, I've, deer, right? I've never, I've never let a deer, yeah, I've, I, I yeah, would we've never, it, right?" And 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 like I, I see these guys online are like, "No, I've, I, I shoot them, I shoot them, they, they, I've never wounded a deer." I'm like, "Bullshit, yes, you have." All right, like, if you've hunted long enough, you have. It. And when I heard that stat, I was like, oh, my God, man. And so if there's like an equipment adjustment that I can make, I'm going to put my ego aside and I'm going to look into it. I'm going to do the research. I'm going to try it out. And that's kind of how I – and I'm going to give them a try this year. I've been real happy with with uh, with the products that I've got so far. But So yeah. did you guys – and if you see uh, Giannis Pacellas put up uh, the elk he shot recently? Uh, wasn't no. that just like two, uh, yet today or like – Yeah, I haven't seen that. I, I saw the post. I haven't seen – he shot it. I ass. haven't listened to the show with you guys on him no. yet, so it wasn't on there. But okay. the, the elk moved right, so it like moved. He might have had it quartering away, and it turned. He caught that thing right in the ass, and it penetrated enough. To I did cause, see that picture to cause an issue, right? And then he he snuck up, played cat and mouse or whatever it sounded like, and put another arrow in it to finish it. I'm telling you right now, like if you had a shitty expandable or, or any broadhead on that there's that that elk isn't going down right that's the so, plan b that people always talk about like so when you don't you know you can shoot a deer with the field point you know in that little you know baseball size pocket but if if, 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 you if mess it moves up mess, man and, move and anything and they'll say oh it's going too slow and that's why it moved that nah, come on man like it could be anything so yeah i don't know that's my two cents on it but again if you're confident shooting your 85 grain broadhead expandable and that's what makes you feel good at night and you kill the deer so be it you can kill yeah. deer with a 22 too but we don't we don't, we don't do, do that, that. Yeah, our, our buddy pat had, had went to the the heavy foc yeah he said we're not shooting light arrows but we haven't like jumped all the like i think my setup i i'm a short my my draw link's 27 so i lose quite a bit of weight in my arrows because they're shorter arrows compared to like andy's that are four inches longer than mine um not the only thing <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> an absolute unit i yeah. mean just a hog <laughs> and uh anyway uh so and but the one thing i haven't done is like i haven't upped my um my broadhead weight up front i haven't done anything with inserts other than my basic inserts on the arrows i use so i'm sitting around like somewhere around 475 him and Mike, him and Andy are, are well over 500 grains, but we haven't done like that research on FOC. Like what, because from what I've read a little bit of it, it's not so much, okay, Nate, Hey, you got an 800 grain arrow. You're good to go. Well, no, that, that doesn't necessarily give you the, the right, you know, energy yeah. up front that you want. It could be 530 grains with your setup, you know? Dude, look, I grow grass for a living, all right? I've never taken a physics class in my life, so I just kind of, like, buy into whatever people are trying, and I give it a shot, and it works. It works, so. Yeah. Yep. yep 100%. There's a lot there, but. You give yourself a little credit. You've done a lot of research, and you've talked to a lot of people about this. You've taken this very seriously. So. My wife says I'm a master bullshitter. Yeah. 
I'm excited, man. I'm excited to start zipping those through deer here uh, here in yeah. Ohio. So, and what's funny yeah. is, I mean, conversely, I'm I'm excited about the severs. Um, like I have never in my life. Well, first off, I've never in my life shot an expandable before this year. I've never even owned one, but I've never in my life went out white life and went out and practiced with my broadheads and just been like, well, that was fucking easy. Like I didn't have to do anything. The tuning. I could on. put any yeah. broadhead on any one of my arrows that I use and they all flew what I wanted them to do. So there was no like tuning with my iron wheels. I'm not saying I had to do this, but I would match a certain broadhead to a certain arrow. So like when it was on that, that arrow, I had it lined up with that cock fletching or that cock vein or whatever. And that broadhead was with that arrow, no matter what. And it took a little more work on my end. Um, you know, okay, well, I didn't like the way this arrow flew with this broadhead for whatever reason. So I would, I would, it, it was just more. I'll say that on those that like, that was a, the most simple thing in the world. But, you know, if you listen to our show, Andrew, which sounds like you did, man, Andy had that mule deer and it, it didn't, he didn't kill her. Now, is it because it was an expandable or was it because like, if it was a 650 grain arrow, do we have a different situation we're talking about here? Um, it was such a, she was so quartered too that it appears that it just like ran down her shoulder and never entered anything important. But, uh, of course, you'll never know the answer because you can never put yourself in that exact same situation with a different setup again to know that. But that does give me a little bit of caution on an expandable. Like, is that why that happened? Yeah. I, I had I had massive failures with expandables years ago, and it's one of the one of the reasons that I stopped, I stopped bow hunting, honestly, man, was was uh, the wounding of deer. You know, it's deer that I thought that I put good – good shots on good blood and and you know it could be those heavy quartering shots and you have equipment failures and i just it, it just to the to the point where i was just like you know what i'm done i'm done bow hunting i'm gonna hunt but i'm gonna use a gun and uh because for me it just wasn't it was frustrating yeah more than anything. and i'll just i'll just say this paul and i <clears throat> i shot one last year as buck his nickname was strong hand i'm a strong hand right uh <laughs> I hit him with that arrow. It was a good shot. There was a lot of blood. Never found him. Yeah. We had now, some other things that, that kept us from finding this dude, and, too. And so neighbors wouldn't let us. Yeah, straight up. That neighbor wouldn't let us come on that property to find it. We may have gone looking for it a little bit further than we should have, but we didn't get full access to it. So I know that deer died, but. I don't know. It's not an end all be all, right? You yeah. still have to have a good shot. You still have to be, you know, it still has to happen the right way. And and maybe if, if we had had full access to that property, we would have been able to find it. But you know, no, yeah. that was frustrating. Yeah, it yeah. happens. Some dick moves. Yeah, we could get in the weeds, man, about heavy arrow setups. Sounds like it. yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to go over. There's a lot to learn. And you know, it's too late in this <laughs> at this point in the year for most people. Yeah. That. No, like you should already have your stuff ready to go. I mean, that this is not For the sure. right time to be making changes. Although I guess if you need to, you need to, but uh, definitely not the right time. And you know, I I I I know that moving to an expandable, I made the right choice in which one I'm gonna run. Uh, I know that part because I 
like you, Andrew, I did my research. I know which one to buy and which ones not to buy. But I am I sold on a mechanical yet? Not really. I mean, I still own my iron wheels, and they are still in my my case, and I'm probably going to have one in my quiver during the season. I haven't decided that yet, but um, I didn't I didn't take one in the quiver in Colorado, Colorado so yeah. I guess maybe I won't, but uh, I – that part I'm not sold on yet. I, you know, and I don't want to find out the hard way that I don't want them or I don't like them. But uh, I really feel, you know, confident with them. I mean, they, they, they do the damage that they're supposed to. They seem to work really well. They fly really well, and uh, I, I, I'm excited about them. But we'll see. Michael, what are you shooting? I use. I haven't been able to shoot it on anything, but <laughs> I switched over to the Thorn Crown. Are you familiar with that one? It's a gnarly looking broadhead. It's nasty looking. It it looks like it would do some damage. It flies really good. I mean, it's exactly like my field points. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we'll see. It's, I mean, so the crown for the listener who might not know what it is, it's actually a fixed blade head. Yeah, and it's got three. But if you like, if you, th- you know, take your finger and then just like uh, on every axis of where your finger is if you put a blade out from it that's what the crown is it's a bunch yeah. of teeth going down look at that now this thing looks wild yeah it's gnarly yeah. looking so i think the point of it is to bore a hole basically through the animal i mean it's, yeah you know just to create a channel that can't close back up uh it, it yeah, seems like it's pretty cool looking yeah it flies really good so we'll see you know hopefully hopefully i get the opportunity to test it out and see how it does yeah but, uh, yeah, that's some of the – What any other new gear you guys are running this year other than uh, your saddles and – I bought a pair of light boots. I'm trying those out. Have you seen those, like the molded boots? No. They weigh 13 ounces a boot. Light? Like L-I-T-E? L-I-T-E, yeah. Those things are sweet, man. It's some guy down in the south. I want to say like Alabama or something. Just he, he, like, like injection molds these boots. And they're supposed to rate it down to like ten degrees, and I, I've, I have, I've been very impressed with them so far. Like they come off real easy. I, I like them a lot. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. I want to see. I want to put them to the test when it gets real cold out. That's the. That'll oh. be like the signing back. So me. it's like a, a so water, or it's like a, it looks like a rubber boot. If yeah. you, you know, it looks like a rubber boot, but yeah. it's like, um, it's like the material. It's made. It's like rubber, but it's not like rubber that that you're used to, right? Like it's um. I think there's a lot of air in there. They're, I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty huh. durable, man. I'm, I'm, I'm real, real happy with them. But there's no like insole, so if it get, you get dirt or mud or sweat in there, you just like wash it out. So I've, I've, I put a couple, couple miles on them so far, and I'm pretty happy. Hell, they're not any more expensive than a pair of muck boots. Yeah, no kidding. Either eighty bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're looking yeah. at them right now. Yeah, eighty bucks. They're not, not bad at all. So that's pretty cool. See, I've always had a problem with uh, any any type of boot like that i just can't walk that long in them i just they, i've never yeah. found a pair that fit right that uh you know my feet didn't have blisters or something like that yeah i i'm i'm real particular about my boots too man because i usually do a ton of walking and uh i don't know i'm I, like i said jury's still out but so far i've been very very impressed with them so. I'll, I'll say something excited about this year from for my own usage so when i go hunting i'm a hot natured person I don't get cold real easily. <clears throat> you give me a couple layers and I'm usually fine. But the one thing that gets freaking colder and shit on me is my feet. 
Like, I will get out of the stand because my feet are just, like, I feel like I'm about to lose my toes. I must have circulation problems. Probably should check it out. (laughs) But uh, this year, I finally bought my very first, what, finally got my very first pair of insulated boots. Yep. Okay. So, uh, Zamberland, one of our partners, I got one of their insulated sets, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, kind of excited for it to get colder than shit and to wear those. Yeah, yeah. You know? just test them out. I've yeah, seen, like, I've, I've been, you know, watching you guys talk about them on Instagram, man. I've, I've, I've been on their website. Those things look badass, man. They dude, they're nice. sweet. Like, yeah. I, I wear the the slot. We got a pair of the slates. Each of us do, and they're the you know low ankle. Just and so I've been wearing okay. them for work. So I wear them every day. Dude, they are so comfortable. They really yeah. are. And I've, I've had a problem before with you know, boots. You know they wear out or whatever and you know i I obviously haven't had them that long but so far they've just been money that would you say they they tickle your feet yeah they just feel like i mean (laughs) you know no feet stress or whatever you call it you know tired feet however it feels but and you know we ran zamberlands on in colorado and they were everybody's were great for them so we're really happy with the boots we got that's good to hear man i might have to but this is the first year too, because because we're partnered with <clears throat> with them, not to toot you know stroke them too much here, but like since we're partnered with them, we have their stuff, and I was running their stuff, and I was like really paying attention to my feet, like do I not like yeah. these? Is there something I don't like about these? Right, and I couldn't pick anything out. Yeah, I, I was like, man, and and I was paying attention to my feet this year compared to back in the day when I just had whatever the hell I found for a hundred bucks. I didn't give it like I didn't pay attention to my feet. If they right. hurt, they hurt, and I dealt with it. This year, I was specifically trying to give you know I wanted to give feedback to to them. And is there anything I don't like about them? Is there something I want to tell them? And I got done. I'm like, well, shit, these were good. Let me try these tomorrow. Right. Well, shit, those were good. Like. Yeah. I didn't notice, uh, you know, a difference. You know, the only difference being, uh, my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. But uh, yeah, when people ask me, they're like, "What kind of gear do I need to turkey hunt?" I'm sorry to bring it up again, but I'm like, dude, number one thing, good pair of boots. That's it. That's the number one, number one thing. Yeah, I'm telling you, fall in line. You're going out west or turkey hunting. You're going to do a lot of working or walking spend the money on a quality pair of boots yeah. like yeah for sure we we love zamberland because we're partnered with them and we got their stuff but they're not the only company out there that makes a quality boot yeah you know i mean there's there's all kind there's there's several companies that make good stuff yeah. in my yeah, opinion sure. you can tell the difference between a nice quality boot and a cheap boot yeah oh but, definitely yeah most any, definitely anyway well that's some gear <laughs> i'm excited man store. like this this podcast today hey, but i'm gonna I'll tell you after we get hang up, okay? Oh, okay. What do you got? Remind me to tell that. Is it a boot thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, okay. A boot story. Okay, it's a boot story. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you what I like. This uh, this show got me excited, like, for season. Today, it started in Missouri today. Neither of us got to go hunting. We got family stuff going on. Well, that, and it's 90 and degrees it's outside. 90 freaking degrees outside, <laughs> so I ain't going to have a deer in front of me anyway. Uh, but it, it you know, kind of got, like, the blood boiling. Oh, dude, I'm excited. This will yeah. come out right before their their season drops. Yeah. yeah. Outside of that weird shit that they were talking about. Yeah. Our, four, our four listeners maybe will chime in. We'll we'll post it. <laughs> there you go. You you do the same like you do the same thing we do. You self deprecate. Is that is that the word? Yeah. 
Like, Self-deprecate. That's it. Talk shit on yourselves, even though you know, <laughs> you know you're better than that. Well, yeah. uh, before we hop off on here, uh, give the listener a quick rundown about the O2 podcast, what you all do, and how they can find you guys. So yeah, we're on we're on the Sportsman's Empire. Uh, our website is theo2podcast.com. You can find us on uh, all the socials. Uh, Instagram is the.o2.podcast. Go wild, just search the O2 podcast, which is probably our preferred social media. Um, we do we do weekly episodes, man, and it's uh you know, we just try to get interesting people that that are in this industry that are good at what they do and and we ask questions uh you know and, and just try to pull all of that really good information out of these guys and uh so far it's worked we talk a lot about uh about the state of ohio obviously it's what we do man we, we talk about rules and regulations the one thing that we've decided we want to do we want to give a voice to our department of wildlife employees whether it be law enforcement whether it be administrators biologists uh you know whomever it is because they're the people that are that are really protecting the resource that we have uh in this state so we ask those questions man like why are we doing this you know what's the reasoning behind it what's the science behind it and i think those are probably when we talk to our listeners that's probably the number one thing that they appreciate the most is giving the the you know the dnr people a voice and a platform to talk about it so yeah and our thing is kind of like we're ohio based but nationally relevant yeah. so each week we try to give the update for ohio but then we might have a guest that's a little bit you know outside of our range yeah. but you know we're just trying to do do the thing and uh it's yeah. been a, been a fun ride and, it has 50 yeah. episodes man yeah the Giannis Congrats. episode was number 50 yeah so. it's, cool. it's a good good one to have yeah. uh but yeah i mean I would say that I would echo the same thing. You know, if you haven't checked them out as a listener of the Missouri Woods and Water podcast, you all ought to check them out. They're they're really cool guys, similar to us. Um, I've I've known Andrew longer than I know known Paul when they started. Right now, um, you know, Andrew <laughs> and I kind of you know hooked up and talked about some of the stuff, and so yeah. we've been in contact since they started their show, um, and it's a good show. And you should check them out. So I really appreciate Andrew Muntz and Paul Campbell with the O2 podcast coming on with us tonight. Thank you guys, man. We appreciate appreciate having you guys and and all the work that you're doing on the on the network and 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 in the state of Missouri, man. Keep it yeah. up. We uh, keep me laughing. Yeah, look forward <laughs> Try to. to. It. You hear that, uh, Micah? Yeah. Keep them laughing. You got it. All right. See you, boys. <laughs> See you. Yeah. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Paul. We really appreciate you. Well, well, they're an hour ahead of us. So. Yeah, like yeah. we we ended the call at twelve, what like twelve fifteen something like their that. time. So we um, appreciate it. We bullshitted a little bit after yeah the show, which yeah. is normal. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm yawning now. Really yawn. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired. I I still gotta like catch up with all because I didn't sleep at all on the way home from our elk trip i don't think maybe what let's uh, let us get into it, this if i was sleeping it was not good sleep well that, that, that i can agree with but it's um, like that you were half like four ass. straight hours no that's you had, not. it was two different trips like two different like what do you call it legs that you did not make it out of the parking lot before you were out again I don't remember. it is 100% guaranteed anyways so i'm still trying to catch up on that um I'll one up you. I'm gonna do that guy. I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna one up. You know, we got home that morning at like six AM, right? Yeah. I came home, said hi to my wife, and said, Wait a minute, 
I don't, I have to go get my shit now. I did not sleep for almost 40 hours. I didn't sleep that day. I bet you were pretty tired. So my, my son, one of my sons had a game at noon. My other son had a game at four and then we had a birthday party for my nephew at like six or whatever that night. Oh, wow. And so I'm like, I can't go get my stuff at all the rest of the day. Can't go get it tonight. I got to go get it before the first. So I turned around, hooked my trailer up to my truck, and went back out to pick the house to up. pick all my stuff up. Oh, and so I didn't. Have, you. I never slept. Yeah, and that sucked. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to deal with that. It was not fun. I mean, I came home. You know, I was up for a little while, but I ended up dead taking a nice three, four hour nap in the afternoon. So that was nice. Yeah, so. three, three, four hour nap. I think I just go to bed at that point. Well, no, because I woke up and the sun was still up, so <laughs> that counts as a nap. Yeah. So, so, thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Paul. Great show. Uh, good luck to them. Good luck to everybody out there. Shoot straight. Shoot what you want. Tag us in your photos. Be happy. Tag us in your photos. I want to see those things. That's a good point, man. Yeah. Tag us in that stuff, man. Yeah. I, I I love seeing it. Send us messages. Um, we yes. will read them. Yeah. And we will respond. Yeah, send us uh, pictures. Sometimes I don't notice them like right away, but I promise you I will. Yeah, or we'll get Michael back to will. you. Um, send us pictures, man. We we would love to see them, and we'll share them, and, and congratulate you too. For sure. All so, right, I'm going to bed. See you later.